So everybody who's here is in a lot of pain as parents. There's all kinds of issues. There's kids who are addicted to terrible things that can hurt them or kill them, God forbid. Kids who are hurting themselves, kids who are depressed, kids who have all kinds of emotional pain, kids who are acting out, kids who are acting in, self-destructive. And that's something that everybody has in common. And in order to be the one to save your kid, you need to be healthy. And you need to deal with the pain before it deals with you. Which is why the very first part of the training I added in after a few years, let's talk about pain, let's talk about parents, let's talk about you surviving this. Because I hope and pray and believe that one day you will be walking your child down that aisle to that chuppah. But I just don't want you walking with uh, the the wheel, the thing with the tennis balls on the bottom. You can walk right in front of it, it won't see you. If you just walk straight, if you just walk straight, it'll just see shoulder. Every Jewish shoulder looks the same. Okay? Now, um, there's, there's no way for this not to be painful. The kids who are, are, are confused about their sexuality, kids who are... Everybody here has a child that's... They, they're mixed up, they're nights and days, right and left, straight and not straight. Everything is a total mix-up. Most of the time, it's the result of a childhood abuse or childhood trauma, which does all these things. And very few other things really can do this amount of damage to a human being. We don't have flourishing, happy kids who are just choosing different paths that they find will give them fulfillment. We, we have kids who are suffering. And the greatest pain of a, ch- of a parent is to watch your kids suffer. In a way, the parents in TP have more pain than probably all, all the other parents. Because when you, when you have hatred or anger and frustration and you're yelling and you're angry and you're... In a way, it deflects what's really happening. When we move all that out of the way... And we have tremendous amount of understanding of what our children are going through. And we see their pain. And then they become more open with us about their pain. And we see Nebuch, Mamesh, a dysfunctional human being. And we don't see the Avera as the problem because we know that that's not what caused this. And we see their pain. There's nothing more painful to a parent. So we have to focus on that that this is not something that's going away in a week or two. Hashem should help, but we have to be realistic. This could take years. So what are you going to do to be able to survive this, this really difficult situation that Hashem has given you? Now, one of the things that's very helpful is being in a group. You're in a group, and you see other people, and, and there are leaders in the group who sometimes have bigger, bigger problems, and you see them smile and deal some people have multiple kips, and you see, wow, they're functioning, and it gives chizuk. Tzaris rabim chatzin nechama. So right away, just being in a rabim, in a tzibur, instead of being alone somewhere, you're part of a group. Going to the Shabbatons, these beautiful, amazing events made by the TP parents, for TP parents and other parents, is extremely healing. People say, months, you walk with your head high, because you see that you're, you didn't do anything wrong. You're not, you're not the, on the bottom of society, you're on the top of society. 
and, and, and the Rabbanim that come, and the therapists that come, and everybody will give you chizuk, and you give each other chizuk. Somebody that came to the Shabbaton, a relative of mine, told me, when I came to the Shabbaton, I really was braced for a miserable Shabbos of three days of Tisha B'Av. From Thursday afternoon till Sunday afternoon, Tisha B'Av. I really thought that that's what I was in for. And they said, yes, it's painful to see the pain of people. He said, but I got such chizok. These are amazing parents, tzaddikim, dealing with their nesiyonis in the highest level, responding, being there, fighting for the health of their child, being proud. It's, it's unbelievable. Like he said last, last week, that, that just like there's kids of courage, you should be called parents of courage. And you're leaders in the generation because people look at you and say, wow, I want, some, I want some of what you guys got. So you take your, your terrible pain and, and, and you join with other people and you get chizuk from that, that you're not alone. And that's also very important. On top of that, you have to add natural healing to your life. Whether it's going to be somatic experiencing, which so many parents go to and find it so helpful the breathing, or whether it's yoga. We had a parent here that was doing yoga once a week. And they had three kids, really violent and, and out of control. And there was one particular week which it was terrible. And she went every single night back to yoga. And the instructor said, third night in a row, fourth, that's what helped her survive. Right Now today, two of children are from today. And the other one is Varsham alive and healthy, still waiting for other Yeshuas to come, but she survived. So you need to have a, make a decision. I'm going to add things to my life, whether it's jogging, walking, treadmills are great, go to the gym a couple of times a week, go with a friend, go with each other, go to the Schwitz spa, whatever it is that you're going to do, you've got to do. But I just want to add, not at the expense of the child, in between, you can't say, okay, I'm going to first work on myself for six months and see what's left of my family. That's not going to work. The famous example that I've heard therapists say is that on the airplane, they tell you in case of low cabin pressure, these things are going to fall down. And what do they tell you? First, place the oxygen mask on your child. I'm sorry. First, place the oxygen mask on yourself before your child. Okay. I, I can give you my word that there's not one Jewish mommy or daddy, maybe ma- daddy, one Jewish mama, one Yiddish mama that ever did that. Of course that's what you should do, but in that case, every Yiddish mama is going to put it first on the child. We don't think like Goyim. So there are some people who say, okay, self-help now, sorry I can't come, you're, you're suicidal, or you need me to pick you up, I'm doing self-help now. Self-help has to be, when you go to the hospital, Nebuch, when a kid is in the ICU, you don't say, oh, the kid needs you, I'm doing yoga now. You, t- you have to do it in between, whenever you can. On top of that, I, I'm going to embarrass you, but we have a Rebetzin in the room. She's a, not a Rebetzin of Tyre, a Rebetzin of TP. Because she developed something which is so genius, which I never heard anybody do, and everybody's gaining from it. She decided that her self-help is not getting away from her kids. Her self-help is everything she does for her kids and with them. I had to do an hour's worth of laundry 
Thank you, Hashem. I have kids to do laundry for. This is my self-care. I have to go pick up my kid at 3 o'clock in the morning. She calls it self-care. I have to cook, and then after they don't eat it, I have to cook again, and after they don't like it, after that, that's my self-care. She's the calmest person in the world with four, five kips and other ones that, that she's taken care of and no sleep, and, and I don't know how she survives. She's happy. Why? Because she has hours and hours of self-care. She doesn't say, oh, after all that work of, of cleaning and cooking for my kids and being up at night and cleaning up whatever, and now I need self-care. That is my self-care. That's genius. That is unique. Well, she's very unique. But if you can emulate... If you could emulate that, you're not counting down. Oh, I'm so wiped out for what I had to do. I need self-care. I have self-care. I'm caring for my children, which is myself, my highest self. My highest self is doing Ratzon Hashem. My highest, the reason I'm here is to take care of my children in the hospital. And if it's one, it's, it's one. And if it's five, it's five. But that's my highest sense of self. It's my self, sense of duty. It's my privilege. Why are they all, Nabuch, they're in the burn unit, there was a fire, or they're dis- dysfunctional, or whatever the crisis is, that's, that's Hashem's decision. But now that these are my children, I'm jumping into mama bear, daddy bear. And I'm going to go and be there for my kids 24-7, and that's my self-care. And if you can do that, wow, you have more self-care than anyone. Now, many parents do that. And that's what I recommend. Another thing is, go to therapy. I don't recommend going to a therapist and asking what to do about your child. Because if you get conflicting advice, that's never good. Just go to a therapist, could be the cheapest one on your insurance, just to download, just to talk for 45 minutes and feel heard. Go to someone who helps just with with grieving or just dealing with stuff, but no advice, because you're going to get confused. But go to therapy once a week, twice a week, three times a week. And then there's Advils. Okay, if you have a headache, take an Advil. Some people say, oh, I'm natural. Okay, so you sit here with a headache for four, four, how long are you going to do it? Fine, if the headache goes away the next day, fine. But if your headache never goes away, you can't become dysfunctional, not sleep, not eat, not take care of yourself, your, your family, because you don't take Advil. And Hashem made for our generation... Many different types of Advils. If you're not sleeping at night, you're going to die. You're going to be old by the time you're tomorrow. You can't function if you don't sleep. Take a little, a little pill to help you fall asleep. We're not talking about horse tranquilizers. We're talking about a little something to help you. If you can't get out of bed in the morning, you're going through a crisis. You're entitled to feel... It's, it's superhuman. You can't. So you take a little pill. Don't be embarrassed. If you feel tremendous anxiety and it's crippling, the tiniest pill, God willing, things will get better. You'll build up your exercise. We have parents here who became runners, who became bicyclists. Yeah, and then they needed less medication. Go slow. Never drop totally. Do a little bit less. Some of our best TP parents who saved their families single-handedly over the course of many years were on medicine. I have a question for you. Who cares? They're heroes and they saved their family. So what that they needed vitamins or minerals or pills? So what that they needed help? This tzara, we know, it says, Avram Avinu was given a matana toiva from Hashem 
And Chazal tell us, you get to die five years early, not to watch Esav Harasha, your grandson, spin out of control. And these are your children, it's even more painful. So you're allowed to be human. Don't, don't be superhuman while your social life crumbles and your Yiddish guide crumbles and your spousal life crumbles and your children life crumbles. You have to do this while you're doing so many other things because your children need you, your other children need you, your grandchildren, you need you, your spouse needs you, Hashem needs you. So don't be embarrassed. We have parents here in group who, who we don't have to do it now, but who in times of when people are stubborn will take out from their pocket or pocketbook and shake and say, look, look at me, I'm, I'm amazing, but I need this to be amazing. Who cares? That's why Hashem made all these pills, because we're not, I don't know what, what they had after the Holocaust, how they had that kind of muscle to just, maybe they didn't have emotions at all, it was burnt out, they were able to just function. But we can't. How do you know you can't? Because you're not. You have to be able to go to the gym and have happiness in your life and you have to spend time with your, with, with your friends and you have to go out and you have to laugh and you have to have life while you at the same time are there for your children with sympathy, empathy and 24-7 being there when they need it. But a lot of our kids do us a big favor. They wake up at 4 p.m. Why do you think they're doing that? They're giving you time to clean the house, to cook for the week, to go out for lunch with your friends and then at 4 p.m. you start kip duty until 4 a.m. This is what you have to do. You have to be there for them. At the same time, you have to take care of yourselves, but not before. Think about the Rebetzin, T.P. Rebetzin. Try as much as you can to infuse yourself. I'm cooking for my, my self-care. I'm cooking for my family. I'm making Shabbos. I'm running before Shabbos. I'm sending stuff. Thank you. Now, I'll tell you something personal. When I had Home Sweet Home, I was a one-man show. I had a lot of volunteers, but if anything went wrong, I was the mom, dad, the therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever. And things almost always went wrong two, three, four o'clock in the morning. And there were times that my phone, remember, anybody remember a phone? Used to be a home phone? Used to actually ring, right? And, and it would wake me up, and I would be like, well, okay, I'm going. And in the middle of the night, I would go, in my pajamas, in my robe, my slippers, to the house, because there was a fight or there was a whatever. And I said, as hard as it was, I said, I'm earning my stripes. I never thought 20 years later I'll be doing this, but I'm earning my stripes. Hashem's giving me a challenge. I'm proud to step up to be there for them. It's not always going to be easy. And in the time that it's the hardest, we get the most schar, and we get the most effectiveness. We, we, we benefit the children the most when it's so hard, when they bash up that car and, and, and you say, the main thing is that you're okay. Don't worry about the car. I'll come pick you up. I'll try. You're not going to yell at me? I stole the car in the middle of the night, Friday night. I don't know what happens Friday night. They were getting into accidents, right? I, I stole your credit card. I took money. We had a kid who, who took his mother's jewelry, stole it from their safe. We've had kids do terrible things. In that darkness, in that by being there for them, you look years later, they'll say, that was the turning point. That's when I knew that they really, really, really are never going to drop me. That's when I knew that they're never going to drop me. So self-care is super, super important, but not when they need you or during all the other times. Make sure you take care of yourself because living in pain is not something that's attainable. Dropping your kid is just going to cause you more pain. So we have to be able to do both together.